You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, Episode 3, with your hosts, Brian J. Hatcher and Tony Slack. Hello, Geek Watchers, and welcome to the Geek Watch Podcast. My name is Brian J. Hatcher, and with me as always is my co-host, Tony Slack. Hey, Brian. How are you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing good, Tony. Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to mention uh, we have a website now. Oh, exciting. Yes, geekwatch.net. So, so anyone uh, who wants to uh, pick up any of our, our podcasts, uh, our podcast will be hosted there. There will also be links to all the other places where you can get our podcast, to SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. There's an actually going to be a button on there where you can click the button and subscribe to the podcast, which, of course, recommend everyone do. Absolutely. We're so, getting modern. We are getting modern. Indeed, we are. So the easiest way to find us is, of course, go to geekwatch.net. So, are we on MySpace? We are not on MySpace. Oh, man. man, they turned us down, dude. Okay, well, We are not retro enough. That's all right. And I think we have too big a following. Okay, so well, that, that's exciting, then. It is. There yeah. you go. But, you know, four, four or five is probably yeah, too, too big, big a following. Too big for MySpace. I we like are, we are, We're way too big for MySpace now. Excellent. So, Excellent. We are making it. So um, we went to see Alien Covenant this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't go together no, because... No. You know, because we can't all be in the same space. Mm-hmm. I think there's some sort of a law that yeah, they put and out. Yeah, life separates us for different life, reasons. It does. Including explosions of the two of us being in a theater together. Oh, exactly. So, uh, so, um, <laughs> so what did you think? Oh, it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I will say is it's the best Aliens I've seen since Aliens. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the story, but it just it turned out it was predictable. There was a couple of uh, problems I had with it. Nothing major, mm-hmm. but I didn't get to see anything new when it was over. I mean, it's just it was more of the same. I mean, it was it was good. Michael Fassbender is amazing. Oh yeah, I love his character. Uh, David is just probably the creepiest android to date in that series. Yes. but he's just not enough to reinvent the entire universe yeah. of Alien. Well, I mean, I found myself in a situation where I I didn't hate it. I didn't, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it either. I yeah. was kind of, kind of in the middle, yeah. and a lot of that had to do with very much like, you know, the Force Awakens is was kind of like a soft remake yeah, of was, A New Hope. This was kind of a soft remake of the original Alien. Yeah, it was like give me something new, yeah. and you just they couldn't do it. Well, I mean, you have to understand, of course, that. I mean, the original Alien cast a pretty long shadow. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. it really does. And and the thing is, we'd never seen anything like that before. No, and we haven't since. I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to that that genre, it, it was so creepy. I mean, I remember, oh, yeah. I, I didn't see it in theaters because I was too young, but when I saw it, probably around 1980, it still was like a nine-year-old, mm-hmm. like ABC Sunday Night Television. <laughs> that movie was scary, even edited. Oh, yeah. oh it, it was. <laughs> but, you know, the thi- and I think there's something we... Um, when you look at like the original, and if if somebody's out there who's not seen the original Alien, spoilers coming, just so that you warn you, yeah, you've got to see it. You ha- well, you have to see it. Definitely turn it <laughs> off now if you've not seen the original Alien. But 
Of course, you have the chestburster scene. Oh, yeah. Which we'd never seen anything like that. And we didn't see it coming. No, and neither did the co-stars of this movie. <laughs> well, that's true. because that, there's, uh, there's that story that uh, the actors were not told what was going to happen with the scene. And so the shock was pretty much real for yeah, them. Yeah, the uh, fake blood that splattered across the faces of Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, and the rest of the crew. Oh, yeah. It was absolute shock and just they were actually scared they did not know what the hell was happening oh yeah it's like what the heck what the heck is that i mean and it's an iconic scene i mean it's oh it is i mean even to the point where it was parodied in Spaceballs. it was you know with a nice little musical number with a nice exactly (laughs) the the nice uh, musical number but that's the um i mean that's again alien casts such a long shadow it's very difficult to, to redo it, even yeah. if it's just like a soft reboot. To be yeah. honest, Aliens cast a pretty long shadow on this movie because what they did was they didn't try to remake Alien. No, no. They gave us something. I mean, Cameron's vision was was different. Yeah. It gave us what we wanted, but it it also kind of you know did some things that are different. Now, of course, with Alien Covenant, we did have a lot of. Um, references to prometheus and that sort of thing yeah. but very very tertiary yeah. references and and a lot of this interesting things that we were kind of promised at the end of prometheus just basically got kind of wadded up and thrown away yeah it was just like we need to wrap this up and move on with the story and yeah. it was really unfair as someone that loved prometheus as much as i did because i thought prometheus was just an awesome movie and i still do i had no problems with that movie yeah but then I wanted to see what happened with these characters next, and it was like you said, it was like they just wadded them up and threw them away and said, "Let's move on." Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, because I, and I think that a lot of that has to do with the mixed reactions that Prometheus got. Yeah, yeah. You know, they a lot of people were going in expecting Alien, and they didn't quite get that. No, it was it was in that world, but it was a di- it was a different thing, and it was definitely. He- a very hard sci-fi kind of movie. Oh, it was yeah, very definitely. Diff- it was very challenging. Mm-hmm. It, it was... It wasn't... You weren't really spoon-fed. You, you kind of had to watch it a couple of times mm-hmm. before you caught on to everything that was going on. Yeah, I think with what with what Kev- Covenant did is they went with trying to give us the feel of both alien and aliens at the same time. I yeah. Because you, you had those intimate moments where you were fighting the alien... But then you also had those group moments that reminded you of up against the Marines. Mm-hmm. But in between, there was just nothing new. Now, like I said, I, I still enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed oh, yeah. it a lot. But is it something I'm going to pay to go see in theaters a second time to take it all in? I think I saw everything I needed to the first time around. Yeah. I'm, I mean, movies... I mean, Alien certainly has that rewatchability. Oh, yeah. They had that ability to develop this this cast of characters that I just don't feel that Alien Covenant did as well there, no. there's a lot of things that covenant tried to do yeah. that were i i feel just really were done better in alien yeah and in fact like i said fast minute i thought he was amazing oh yeah he had a dual role in it uh danny mcbride he oh, surprised me he was a he was a fun character that you really wanted to root for he had yeah. a little bit of heart a little bit of meat to his character but you know when the movie was over it just made you feel like we know where this is going this is a prequel to yeah. what's to come so it's pretty hopeless for these characters, no matter what happens, because oh, yeah. it's just going to get worse and worse, because we know that we're not even to the point of alien or aliens at this point. Yeah, and from what I understand, I think there was an interview um, There was an interview that came out, and um, 
the next alien movie in the franchise is going to be a prequel to Covenant. See, I don't, I do not get that. I'm like, where is that? I mean, where <laughs> that, are they that's going? So confusing. I mean, it's yeah. I, I, I don't understand what they would be thinking to do that. I mean, maybe they're wanting to show us what happened between Doctor Shaw and and David when they got to the Creator's planet and. Uh, but we kind of know where that went by seeing Alien Covenant. So do I really want to go see two hours of that now? I, I, and maybe that's not what they're going to do. But the thing is, move the story along. I mean, we yeah. already know this is a prequel to Alien. Why? Oh yeah. Like well, we said, why make a prequel to a sequel? <laughs> well, you know, it's like um, it's like their series is being plotted by Quentin Tarantino and uh, Pulp Fiction. You, you think know? the bride maybe will show up? Well, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't be against that. No, I would not either. I mean, the maybe, bride, the bride versus the the xenomorph. Yeah, that'd be an, that'd be an interesting. Maybe they'll fight. just write Sigourney Weaver's Ripley completely out, and we'll just continue with the bride in Alien. Oh, well, there you go. Well, <laughs> well, the thing is, of course, Sigourney Weaver's going to be kicking a lot of butt in the uh, new Defenders. Oh yeah, yeah she's, she's going to be like the main. Awesome well, it looks like she's going to be the main villain. Yeah. So I'm I, I I'm scared. I don't think she can take on Luke Cage. I'm sorry. I, well, you know what? Don't. This is Sigourney Weaver now. Yeah, you yeah. Know, she's tough. She, now she'll take Iron Fist. Yeah, she'll take Iron Fist. Yeah. So there you go. So I guess basically our uh, our rating on this is going to be sort of kind of middle of the road. Yeah, I would it? say worthwhile if you're an Alien fan. Yeah. But I wouldn't say you're going to be shocked or expect something new because you're going to get more of what you've seen. Mm-hmm. It's a fun summer popcorn movie. Oh uh, yeah, I, but I, I, it's not breaking any new ground. No, it's 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 definitely not doing that. It's a little bit more of the same. I'm I, I think it's worth one view. I probably one view is going to be enough. Yeah, so yeah. that'll that'll do that. So uh, this is going to be an exciting week for you. Um, oh yeah, you're a you're a big fan of the uh, DC television shows. Oh yeah, and this is uh, this is. Uh, season finale week for you yeah right? yeah it uh it started last night with the mm-hmm. uh, finale of supergirl which was awesome i'm not going to spoil anything for fans out there that watch the show but uh if you love martian manhunter and you love superman and you want to see those two kick some butt together mm-hmm. well last night's finale of supergirl gave it to you oh yeah you know it, when supergirl began it was like this is supergirl's world and it still is most definitely but they've expanded her world i mean mm-hmm. she's met the flash uh, Supergirl now has Superman. He just has her back. I mean, he shows up here and there. He's, he had uh, three episodes this season. I'm hoping we'll see more of him next year. Martian Manhunter, who is John Johns, the character is one of my favorite in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing probably the best version we're ever going to see of Martian Manhunter. Yeah. He, he's just amazing on there. A great finale, though. Uh, I have no problems with Supergirl whatsoever. Oh, there yeah. you go. Tonight. We have uh, the Flash. Mm-hmm. We're doing the finale on there. Uh, we're going to find out uh, what happens between Barry Allen losing Iris West and if he can change things to uh, save her life. Who knows? Uh, tomorrow night we have Arrow, and then uh, I think that'll do it. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow actually finished early this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. so you've already seen that was uh, was that last week? Oh no, that was about a month ago. Now. Oh, about a month yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah, they uh, the legends actually crash landed on a, uh, I believe it was a uh, Los Angeles, possibly a San Francisco that's now uh, inhabited by dinosaurs in modern day. So they they've screwed the timeline up along <laughs> the way somewhere. <laughs> oh, there you go. So it's not like Koopa, is it? No, no, no. I, I wouldn't think so. But, okay. Uh, but the the shows to me, I mean, it's just amazing seeing uh, what DC's done with television versus the 
the the movie universe. Mm. It's just they're getting everything right. I mean, I, as as a DC fan, and some people might you know want to argue with me on this, but I'm just having so much fun watching the Flash take on his his rogues. I mean, he he's just got so many great villains on there. Yeah, uh, we've seen the Reverse Flash, we've seen Zoom, we've seen Mirror Master, we've seen. Uh, just so many great characters on there that we've seen in the comic books. Gorilla Grodd, amazing on there. You would have never thought you would have seen that on television or the movies. Uh, yeah. King Shark. I mean, the, these the, the CGI isn't Game of Thrones worthy, right? But it is comic book world believable when you watch mm. this. You're like, well, they look better than they look drawn in the comics. So I, I, I'm with them on this. This is fun. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, and that's the thing. DC does seem to have this, where they seem to be, kind of, kind of scared on in the movie side of it to to go too far, yeah, too far out off 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 the uh, reality side of things. Yeah. But in television and and the animated stuff yeah. that they do, they don't. For some reason, they just don't seem to have that same fear. Yeah. And they they can they can go out and do it and. And you were telling me also that uh, there's sort of they're loosening some things up in, in the um, in the television shows about some, uh, the as compared to um, I forget what it was you were telling me is compared to the movies there was it was something where if a, a character is appearing in the movies they can't appear in TV yeah and, and, and uh, I think that all started with uh, <coughs> uh, Arrow a couple of seasons ago uh-huh. they actually had Amanda Waller on there who runs Suicide Squad in the movie right. universe right uh, and you know. Uh, was it uh, Deadshot, who was played by uh, Will Smith in the movies, was also a character on Arrow. Right. Well, once DC Movies decided that, well, we're using Deadshot and Amanda Waller, the Arrowverse on television killed off Amanda Waller and killed off Deadshot. It was like they're just gone. And these were great characters on television. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that for a couple of years in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. Well, then all of a sudden, Superman's on Supergirl, who's also in the movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a older Superman who is known by this universe's Earth, and he's the savior of mankind. Okay, you know, we've got Martian Manhunter now, who's a great character on Supergirl. Uh, all of a sudden, I've, I found out that uh, Deadshot has uh, made a cameo since things have loosened up on uh, the Arrowverse. Uh, we've got Deathstroke, who was going to be played as the villain in the next Batman movie with Ben Affleck, but apparently that has fallen apart, so... Yeah, they threw the script away. Yeah, they threw the... And it was... Uh, oh, well, what's his name from uh, True Blood? Joe, was it Joe Magnolia? I think so. I, I, I probably got his name wrong. Yeah, but yeah he was going to play Deathstroke in the uh, movie. Mm-hmm. But when that fell apart, all of a sudden, Deathstroke's back on Arrow, who's a great character on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang, that we know from uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's also back on Arrow. So we're seeing just a mix of you know, these characters that were exclusively for the movies for some unknown reason, all of a sudden, they're back on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was always confused by this because I was like, you can't use Amanda Waller, but you've got a TV show about The Flash called The Flash. So why can you have an entire series about one of your main characters that's going to have his own movie, but we can't use some of these smaller characters? So uh, whatever the math is that DC's using, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting away from it and letting us decide as fans yeah. that, hey, I can separate the DC comic universe from the DC television universe from the DC movie universe. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, and that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Uh, even though there's more of a, 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a lot of the stuff that happens on TV is in the same universe, although there is still kind of a di- there's sort of a distance. I mean, I don't think you're going to see you're not going to see characters like Daredevil in any of the movies. I don't believe. No, I, no. I, I I'm not even sure they'll necessarily be referenced, but which is a shame because I, yeah. I I'd kind of like to see that. Yeah, they're great characters. They're, they're great characters, but you know they do have their uh, they do have um, with uh, Netflix being able to do these really long, really interesting. Uh, <coughs> I don't know why I keep coughing, but uh, uh, these very interesting uh, long-form stories that you, that you can't really get away with doing in the movies. Yeah, and well, I think the thing with Marvel is, uh, they're leaving everything open with their Netflix series. I mean, with Daredevil, The Punisher, Elektra all these characters that are great but they're still making these very slight hints and these references to being a part of the marvel universe mm-hmm. but they're doing it in a way they can stay completely away from the hulk and thor or they can open that universe up 10 years down the road and show that it's all together yeah. so they're not putting themselves in a box they're they're keeping things where they have no limits yeah what well, and this is you know kind of going on the same on the same thing uh, they announced a Sony announced recently, I think it was in a tweet, I want to say two days ago, mm-hmm. either Sunday or Monday, that Sony tweeted uh, a picture of Tom Hardy. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yes, yeah, Tom I Hardy did. with the with the, the Venom t-shirt that he was being cast as Venom. And the movie's coming out in uh, 2018, and apparently this is not part of this mutual, this joint uh, Sony... Marvel Studios universe. It's very confusing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, basically, they're what they're saying is it's going to be it's it's they're going to create their own Sony Marvel universe, yeah. which apparently Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery is going to be involved in, but you're, mm-hmm. but Spider-Man's not going to be around in. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how does that work because, well, I mean, Ven- Venom after a while turned into an anti-hero. Yeah. I mean, he was never. Yeah really a villain per se the only person he didn't like was peter parker he'd go after peter parker and mess with him but he didn't try to hurt anybody else no no so and later on he did become more like i said that anti-hero type Mm -hmm. character but so are are we saying and i'm trying to get an understanding of this myself is peter parker gonna be like the glue that holds his universe to the marvel universe or how will this work? Because well, see, that's the thing. Apparently, this this Marvel, this what they call the Sony Marvel Universe, uh-huh. is going to be its own thing. And although these are characters that may have started out in Spider-Man, Spider-Man's not really going to be a part of that world. Yeah, that's... Now I'm they not m- sure about that, but I well, always trust Marvel. <laughs> well, th- there you go. I'm not sure, Like I said, I'm not exactly sure how this is going to work out. Now, yeah. the thing is... The deal that Sony has with Marvel is is being able to do six movies mm-hmm. with joint films with Spider-Man. With Spider-Man, yeah. and so Civil War was one, um, Homecoming, Homecoming will be, be two, two, and then the two, uh, the, uh, the, the the Infinity movie. I'm yeah, sure the two, will, the two of them. Yeah, because the there's going to be uh, two of those, yeah. so that's four. Yeah. So and then you just got two left. Yeah. So you, I'm all right with that. Yeah, but you know, I do have some concerns about 
doing a Venom movie, which I love the character, and if it's done right, and Tom Hardy seems like a great idea for this character, yeah. you know, how are the fans going to look at that if if there's limits to how that story can be told? Well, again, I, I guess this kind of comes down to the same thing that we were talking talking before with the DC television universe as compared to the T- DC movie universe, uh-huh. that this is going to be kind of its separate thing. Yeah. And then after, again, these last two films are done with Spider-Man, they may, I mean, it's a possibility they may recast Spider-Man yeah. and bring him into that universe. Yeah. It's possible. Or they could just decide, hey, this is going so well, we could bring yeah. him into this universe. I mean, we're talking four more movies down the road from after Homecoming, so you know anything could happen. But yeah, you know, depending uh, on how well ho- Homecoming does, I'm, yeah. I think basically what they're doing, and I, I, I can see, I can see this. This they're hedging their bets. Yeah, yeah. Is they're getting a lot of this uh, attention mm-hmm. because of you know because of Spider-Man. Yeah. And they say, well, I'll tell you what, let's 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 build this other thing off the popularity of Spider-Man. We can. We can create our own franchise over characters that we still own that yeah. Marvel's not involved in. Yeah. We can build this world, and if Spider-Man works out, fantastic. Yeah. But we can still we can build this other this other pocket Marvel universe, and by doing that, we can uh, you know if things don't pan out very well, yeah. or after you know after we these six movies are done, we decide we don't want to we don't want to do this anymore. Then we just we can bring Spider-Man into this Sony Marvel yeah. universe, and then we can just take it from there. Right. So, uh, I, I, I see the logic in yeah. it. You know, one thing I think people aren't thinking about with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, I know a lot of people were excited, the mm-hmm. crossover, seeing Tony Stark, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. in this movie, but I think a lot of people are just forgetting Michael Keaton is in this movie. Oh, yes. As the Vulture, and I don't know if there's some kids out there listening who don't realize what an awesome Batman he was starting in oh, 89, yeah. but Keaton has some acting chops. Oh, and yeah. I cannot wait to see him play the villain. Oh well, he he does he does a good villain. People yeah, he does. And uh, of course, I remember him back from Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. He was a he was uh, he was a great antagonist in that. Film. Oh yeah. But, but uh, what we're seeing of Keaton in this, I mean, it looks like he's going to be a very dark take on Vulture, which, of course, it should be dark. But he looks very threatening, whether in costume or. As his alter ego, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think Keaton's going to steal the show. Maybe we don't see that coming. Uh, well, I, I, I see it coming. Yeah, because he, just a little bit that I've seen of him in the trailer, um, he looks like he's bad news. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's does very not menacing. He's very threatening to Peter Parker. Oh yeah, to a point where, of course, in the trailer, Tony Stark saying, "Hey, leave him alone. We've got people to to deal with the situation. He's out of your league." Yeah, and for this movie to work, of course, then you have to. You have to believe that that the vulture is somebody that could look at deal with Spider-Man face to face, and he's a risk. You know, he's well, like yeah, yeah. he, you know, he will mess Spider-Man up. And just like I said, just from what I've seen in the trailer, uh, he is he yeah. is somebody who can very easily, yeah, yeah. You know, take the wall crawler down. You so. think he could take Jamie Fox? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vulture could take Electro. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking that's a possibility. He's, you know, he 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 might uh, might might sticking him sticking him in a battery. And, yeah, you know, yeah, and using yeah. it. Who knows? But uh, well, you know, we we can't really bash Sony too. They tried. Yeah, they, they, really they tri- tried hard. They tried with those yeah, they, those last two. And and I love the choice for Spider-Man in those two movies. I enjoyed yeah. the guy. 
He was a closer. I, I think yeah. he was a closer Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire oh, was. Absolutely, yeah. I, but and I enjoyed Tobey Maguire yeah. until Spider-Man Three, and then it was just all of a sudden they went Joel Schumacher with Spider-Man Three yeah, they in did. my book. It was oh like, yeah, too much going on. They're not taking these characters serious anymore. Yeah, and you, I, I, that was a movie where I was glad when it ended because I was like, I hope this is the last time we see these characters, these actors in this series. Yeah, because they they'd. Uh, gotten a little threadbare and of course you know amazing spider-man 2 they just threw everything in you know but the kitchen sink yeah they tried it all they did and the whole thing with with the green goblin was so rushed yeah yeah and i I wasn't a big fan of the design well the thing is is jamie fox i love the actor but him and his character were not needed in this movie. I mean, no. he might have done well as the only villain if it would have been written better down the road. But mm-hmm. where it was at at that point, I did not enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they like I said, they 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 tried, and I, I'm amazed. I never thought I would see the day where we would, you know, we would see Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're oh, seeing yeah. it. And so I'm just. Absolutely, just excited for homecoming. Oh, you and, gotta be, and to see what happens next. Yeah. So, well, I think uh, what we're gonna do here to to kind of wrap things up uh-huh. is there was uh, a news. Um, uh, I saw a news article last night, and um, Collider put out a video also. Yeah, and basically they reported that Zach and Deborah Snyder are leaving. Uh, the Justice League movie, they're, they're, they were scheduled to do reshoots for it, but uh, Joss Whedon is going to be doing the reshoots, and they're they're stepping away. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they're doing that is last month, apparently, uh, well, their uh, their daughter Autumn, twenty year old daughter, committed suicide last yeah, month. This is a horrible story. Yeah, and uh, they it was never it wasn't reported anywhere uh, because they didn't they didn't want that to get out into the news and. Uh, I can certainly understand that, yes. and um, and uh, Zach Snyder he took a two week break and then he came back. He thought maybe if he just kind of buried himself in his work, thing it would it might be able to kind of ease things. But he just realized that with the strain of having to do all this, plus I mean the obvious burden of dealing with what's going on in his family right now, yeah. with you know with this this horrible situation that it was going to be too much, and he just. Uh, yesterday decided just a, yesterday or the day before decided to step away from it and of course uh, it was announced in the news that they would be stepping away from it and uh, J- Joss Whedon would be uh, taking over the reshoots which my understanding was he was kind of in the background working yeah. working with the Snyders on the, on the reshoots anyway and it, it seems like he's going to be taking a more active role mm-hmm in the uh, DC Cinematic Universe, that that was the plan. All that we knew originally was that he was going to be taking on Batgirl and directing that, yeah. but it looks like the plan all along was basically to kind of ease him in. And, of yeah. course, with what he was able to do with Avengers and that sort of thing, that's certainly sort of a positive to say for the for the DC Cinematic Universe. I think with Joss at the, at the wheel, things are going to be... Uh, I th- I think um, things are going to be 
doing an upturn. But well, Zach's leaving his work in good hands. There's not a, not a doubt there. It's unfortunate that it's happening yeah. the way it is. But if you're going to have someone have your back in that field of direction, yeah, Joss, Joss is a perfect Joss is the guy for this job. But you know, it, the thing about it is, uh, when I when I got the news when I got the news last night, I mean, I know that there's been a lot of people, and I've been one of them, who have who have said you know that who have not necessarily been that happy with the direction that that Zack Snyder had been taking the the DC cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, we've had we have had our issues with it. Yeah. And we have in a sense kind of hoped that you know, maybe somebody could come and maybe move it into a, a separate direction. But at the same time not like this. No, this, this is, is horrible. I mean, this is I mean, it's it it you know, the thing I'd say, basically, kind of for me, kind of a, a takeaway that I came from from all of this is that, you know, as as geeks, we can very e- we very easily get obsessed with our favorite properties. Oh yeah, and we get upset, and we, we get, get excited. And we get excited about these things. We get upset when we think they're being kind of pulled in the wrong way. And the people who work on these are, I mean, these are these are real people who have to deal with real kind of real issues it's it's easy to forget that these are real people with sometimes with problems even more than we have to deal yeah, they with got ourselves jobs just like us and they, yeah. they've got a behind the scenes life that we're never going to hear about which i'm sure is why he tried to keep his situation quiet i mean it's not something yeah. you want to put out there for people but you know it's such on a grand scale with what his job is yeah, and he finally had to say, "I got to take a breath and step back." Well, that's totally understandable. Oh yeah, but it's going to make the news because he's operating one of the largest franchises in, in right. theaters right now. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Yeah. You know, and it's it's, it's so easy to forget that uh, these are, you know, real people behind the scenes. Even though we might be upset about a, a certain direction, you know, these are we got to you know, it's easy to forget they're real people. Yeah, but it's important that we don't ever forget yeah. that that's well, this the case. Is the things that remind us that they're real people, you know, yeah. and that's how you got to look at it. Yeah, like so said, it's. Uh, I hope the best for him and his family. Oh yeah, I'm definitely sure he'll pull through. Uh, but well, you know, take that break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. Uh, I I can't say how long that's going to take before he. No, you I mean, I do. I do know that Warner Brothers has said that they they're going to extend his first look deal, which means that. Uh, that when he's ready to come back, they will be willing to work with him on other projects, That's which I good. think is very generous of Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a point where they said that they that if um, when when Zack Snyder was talking about the situation with them, that they even agreed to even move the date of the movie, which yeah. would have been very generous, but would have been very difficult yeah. for them to do because it's already again this is already set up and and all the yeah, ads and have, that could have been just financially disastrous. For, yeah. for Warner Brothers, so it, it the, could the, the show that they were willing to do that shows that they still have a lot of respect for Zack Schneider. Yeah, definitely. Uh, regardless of what fans think, they still trust his vision because right. they're saying, "Come back when you're ready, man." And and we'll we'll do something else definitely. Yeah. So. Um, for Geek Watch, definitely we give our condolences to the Snyder family, and we will, you know, be waiting to see what you you have, uh, yeah, uh, in store for us next when uh, you're ready to come back. So, uh, with that said, uh, that'll be the end of our podcast for this week. Uh, we'll be putting them out every Wednesday, and um, and.
And until next time, my name is Brian J. Hatchin with Tony Slack. Uh, keep geeking out, folks, and we'll see you next time. You guys take care. <laughs>